I'm just trying to get the Christmas stuff out of the way. Andrew, you all good though? Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Are you are you over your suicide now of Cavani scoring and stopping you getting three points on Ramp Football YouTube predictions? No, I'm not. It's <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> Andrew, in three words, explain to me what what it felt like. Are you recording? No. Fucking terrible. <laughs> and at that point, we'll start the show. <laughs> <laughs> Hi all and welcome back to Rant Football UK, the podcast where we talk utter bollocks like we're in a pub. Yet again, finally, Andrew is here. He showed up late. We'll have to blame him and docking points and Rant Football YouTube for that. Andrew, welcome. No noise, Andrew. <laughs> I'm still so typical of Andrew not to speak. <laughs> oh dear. Donna, from the US of A, where the election is over, but is it really over yet? No, it'll never be over. Will Trump leave or would he be after he escorted out the White House? Oh, no, they'll have to take him out with um, a crane and um, <laughs> drugs. Size, drugs will be involved. <laughs> the size of that guy, it's going to be a big crane. And we welcome back the man who was on secret mission the last couple of times on YouTube and the podcast who was away with the SAS on holiday. We welcome back the man from Bolton who supports Newcastle, Simon. Welcome back. Yeah, the most confusing entrance ever to a podcast. But yes, I'm back. Uh, I went to Secret Weapon 9. So if you know what that is, you know I went. So happy days. We don't know what that is. You have to tell me. No, that's why it's called a Secret Weapon. And yet again, people, (laughs) if this is your first ever time and listen to the podcast, you haven't listened to ones before, quickly explain. It's basically football fans ranting about the game we love, football, like a pub setting, talking absolute bollocks. So where's Paul tonight then? Paul is unfortunately on a leash tonight and he's not allowed out to play with us. He's having a horrible time, I believe. Yes, I think he's watching horrible history. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to play out like I needed to ask my missus first. Okay, that's fair enough. Right, so we're going to get into a few topics as per normal, everybody, so let's not mess around. I'm going to get into topic one I want to start with. It's about Pep Guardiola saying that he wants five subs back in the Premier League I get why he's saying it. On one hand, there is a problem with fitness right now. Players are dropping left, right and centre and it is affecting a lot of teams. On the other hand, it's unfair on the smaller teams because the big boys like Chelsea, City, Liverpool and co, we've all got a massive good squad who bringing five subs on can win a game. And these other clubs like a Burnley, for example, may only have averagely three good subs and then probably having to bring on two kids from the youth team. So what's everyone's fault on it? Well, I can see where he's coming from. He wants five subs, but I don't think it works. It works at the beginning because obviously Matt didn't have the pre-season and he needed to get Matt's fitness and all that. But now, I don't know what would be the problem with it. Uh, if you... I think it would just be an absolute ball ache because of all the... Ex- if, cause what is it, 30 seconds per sub now? Is that supposed to add? So, I don't know. Uh, technical issues. Sorry about that. That was not me. But yeah, uh, I would. I'm getting myself confused here now. But I would. Um, I would say no if it was my decision to bring in five subs. As a Chelsea fan, I, I'll take the idea because 
you look at the Chelsea team of the weekend, if people were fit, you would have had Pulisic on the bench coming on. Obviously, we had Juru coming on. You're talking midfielders galore. And, you know, defenders, it's it's ridiculously be an advantage for the bigger club. Donna, yeah, that, you support- that's why I think I would say That's why I would, I would say no, because we if you've got a depth of squad, yes. If you haven't, you're going to be at a disadvantage. Obviously, you'll be able to get fresher legs on, but what the fresher legs are going to do against the top quality of some football teams? So, okay, Donna, I'm going to go to you about this. You support a small club like Man United with a terrible bench, you know, people like Cavani and that. How would it affect you if you had, if you had the advantage to bring five subs on in the game? Well, I don't think five subs is the answer. I, why are we jumping from three to five? Why, if Pep wants to go to five, why are we going to five? Why not four? For one thing, I don't think that going to five is going to be an answer. Just to your point, Phil, the smaller clubs, and it's not Man United, okay? So just get that smirk off your face. I can see it. Um, it's The premise is to, the whole idea of the sport is that watching the lads when they run and they get tired and they it's the it's the legs and believe it or not part of watching the sport and having the fun on it is to see how knackered they get toward the end and if we keep (laughs) subbing them out and putting five subs on it takes away from the sport and that's so I'm just gonna say something. It's almost like basketball, American basketball. They keep subbing in and out, in and out, in and out. No yeah. one gets tired. Yeah, because that's, 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 that's what annoys me. Join as well here. Uh, that does actually annoy me with the basketball. Hello, Gavin. <laughs> you ever get your... Gavin's joined? Gavin's here. So I'm keep continue anyway. Yeah, well, it's like Donald was saying about the basketball. It's like you, they never have track. They, they they get tired for 15 minutes. They're off for 15. They're back on again. You never see actually anyone's fitness, and that's why. I, another thing I don't I disagree with five because then you won't be able to see people's proper fitnesses levels. So yeah, I agree with Donna. That it's maybe going to four, maybe, but not five. <laughs> no. No, I think five is just overdoing it. I, I personally like three because it it's part of a strategy too. At yeah. that point. Yeah, because if you've got five, you can actually you, technically you're changing nearly half your team, so you could do a full. Five subs yeah, at half time and completely change the the outlook of the team that you've got. Which I understand what Pep was would, would want to do that if his team is losing, but some teams don't have that capability of and that bench strength to change five players in one team all at once. And well, it's also think, a strategy. It's, it's disadvantages. Well, it's also a strategy thing too. You wanna you wanna strategize the game and not just remove players because you're losing and you want to put fresh legs out I mean where's the strategy in it I mean part of playing football is strategizing against the other opponent well the strategy (laughs) as I said is in it is a team like Chelsea Man City who have great benches can be drawing or losing a game and within three subs what both teams can make as I said you're playing Burnley you're one nil down I say Chelsea losing Burnley ain't gonna happen this season but if Chelsea are 1-0 down to Burnley, 15 minutes to go, Chelsea have made two subs, they can bring another three on in the last 15 minutes and Chelsea could turn that game around and win it because Burnley's bench will have kids on it. They're not going to have enough players to fill that bench yeah. up. Yeah. Well, that, but that, they could... That... Yeah, go, go ahead, Simon. No. Go ahead. Well, it's, about, it's going back to what I was saying about it. If you've got a small, not a necessarily a smaller club, but like a club like Michael Newcastle, our bench is crap. But technically, it's got the cap- it's got the depth. It's got like three defenders, a, a, a goalkeeper, 
couple of midfielders and a striker, so you could change the whole team. We fight, but the quality is not there, so it gives a more of an advantage to a higher team, and that's why I disagree with every fight. <coughs> anyway, Gavin, welcome to the pub, mate. Um, I'm surprised you've probably guessed what's going on here. We're talking about Pep moaning about the he five, five, five subs. Yeah, yeah, I think we should get it back down to three again, because like Simon was saying, it's a better. It's a more even playing field if each team only has three substitutes. Because yeah. we could bring Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool could bring on basically half another decent side on. Yeah, it's, it's totally unfair. Yeah, it is unfair. It should be free, free each. So I get upset with the, the moaning as well that he's saying, oh, there's too many games, players are getting injured. Yet again, he's got a massive squad. He's not caring about the other teams. He can rotate players and still win games. He's choosing not to. Well, and well, I go I back to the strategy of it. But they, they, they paid a lot of money. I, I understand they're very fit people. And I do I understand doing maybe 10, 12 miles running around a pitch twice a week is a bit too much for some of the footballers. But you've got other people doing um, uh, ultimate marathons. There's a guy There's a guy who's just done uh, 170 miles in seven days. I hope you all And are. he's back at work. So people can do it if you, if you trade your body up to it. And it's... Uh, I'm just having a whinge because I don't like... I don't so, like Andrew, we've left you quiet for, like, 20 minutes. What's your thought on these five subs? Um, I think it's a good idea. Um, if if you, like, you've got, like, the Champions League and FA Cup all coming up, um, I would stick with a five sub because if... It's like, if you guarantee... If someone, you put a sub out there right away, last is 10 minutes injured, that's... That's a waste of time, and you're going down to ten men. That's so, right. Well, that's, that's, that's always been. Yeah, what, that's the risk yeah, of the I game. know, but what I'm saying is, though, if you've got the five, at least you've got more option to play the way you. If you want to change your formation, you can do. So for me, okay. I would stick with a five stub. But it, okay, I'll tell you why I don't spot. like it. I watched the Chelsea Wrens game, and obviously we dominated some absolutely shocking referee decisions in that game against Rennes. But Chelsea had five subs in that game and they brought on, well, you know, international footballers. And Chelsea just cruised the game, what could have been a harder game. I'd, yet again, even in the Champions League, we've got to remember, not all leagues are as good as the Premier League as well for players. So, yet again, it's a disadvantage, I think. I think it's out of order. A Chelsea, a Bayern Munich, not so much Barcelona right now, they seem to be a bit of a mess. But even Real Madrid, you look at them squads, Yet again, as we said in the Premier League, five players, they're bringing on five international, world-class internationals, and it's not fair on the other teams who may only be in that Champions League once in their whole life, in players. And, you know, give them a fair chance. Give them a crack at it. I think five subs in a game is giving the advantage to the big boys. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, with me, I would definitely use five subs available. Okay, fair enough. Right, let's get on to the next one. Simon, you said something about referees. Yes, it was. Yeah, I heard it on another podcast. Um, I won't mention it because they don't know about us, but anyway. uh, It was about when referees go to the monitor now with VAR. They're being asked by VAR to go to the monitor. Are they being told that we think you should change your mind or are the referees actually watching it and then change their mind? But they don't. Some example, Mike Dean. Would he want to correct himself if he knows he's got something wrong? Really think referees are doing that, or is it the VAR official Mike telling Dean, them that no, they've got something he's, wrong? 
Mike Dean, no, because he's so up himself and everything. Yeah. He's blatantly wrong, sees blatantly wrong, and still say he's right because he thinks he's yeah. stuck. Well, that's what I mean. Would a ref- do you think referees would, seeing it on the monitor, change their mind instantly rather if VAR didn't tell them to have a um, look at it? Of course, yeah, it's I think they would. I think they would. It's got to. If someone's telling you something in your ear, I, I, I don't like the VAR officials. I think VAR would just run easier if someone said on the VAR thing. Yeah, we think there's a problem with this. Referee, if it's a penalty oh. on that, offside, the bar can do it. But if it's a penalty and it's a close one, you don't tell them what you think. You say, go and have a look at this video. We're not giving, we don't know, if, we're not giving them any answer right. on it. You go and have a look, ref. Because what, what I'm bringing up that is that Chelsea game. You saw it from real time. That was not a penalty. It bounced off his leg, hit his arm. It was VAR who came down and said to him, you need to check this for penalty. Why didn't that referee? So I'm echoing on someone. One right. referee goes, uh, I see, I saw, I've seen it. I don't think it's a penalty still because it's bounced off his leg and gone to it, but he gave a penalty anyway because it's VAR told him he had to re look at it. So that's the referee not sticking with his guns. On the, so he's now using the video, videoing the VAR as a, as a substitute for making his own decision. Yeah, you are. I can't, me, I'm not. Like I, say, when it, when it, you, I watched it in real time and I saw definitely that was not a penalty. I saw it hit his arm, but he saw it bounce off his legs. But then the referee had seen it. It looked like he was going to change his mind, and he went and put his finger to his ear, and then he went down and gave a penalty. So I think VAR are influencing a bit too much on the referee's decisions. The referees should make their own decisions, and they should change their mind if they think it's wrong. Well, I was watching um, the City game tonight um, against Liverpool. Now, for me, Liverpool was not a penalty. Norway. Um, the second, the City one was definitely a penalty for me, but the, the Liverpool one, it was, it was more 50 50 than actually going for the ball. He's actually he's caught to bind his leg, I think it was, and he went flying over like a mad ass. But no, um, that was one of the penalty for me. I don't care what anybody says. What, Gavin, what's your thought on the um, referee assistant? I don't like VAR. I don't like it I I think it's a waste of time I really do Um, that's why like I say if the referee if the referee had saw seen that by saying right we just needed to look at this Mm. we think there's something wrong let the referee make a decision that's what I was trying to get to here it's a long winded way of doing it let the referee see it say we think you missed something, have a look at it. Don't tell them what it is and see if the referee makes a decision and changes his mind. But I don't think they're being told that. I think they're being told, you made a mistake, you need to change your mind. But what I think the referee should say, right, well, no, I haven't made, made a mistake and tell them I've got it right. And I don't think they've got the balls to do it now. Connor, how do they use it in American football? What's that, Phil? How do they use that VAR for Joe referee in American football? They don't, I don't think. They, do. they have like 25 officials all the way around the pitch. Yeah, they do. We don't have VAR. We we instant replay everything, but we don't have VAR. We have like a thousand refs on that field. Yeah, they throw a yellow flag. If they see an infringement, they throw a yellow flag and then they review on the thing and say, right, this is what the infringement was. Well, yeah, but I I agree with Simon on the VAR though, that because I saw that game too, Simon, and I agree with Simon on it. I thought when VAR started, that it was only supposed to be used if the referee thought that there was a problem. 
And now it's becoming, well, let's review everything. And then we'll call the ref over and see and tell him that there's a problem. And that's not what it was intended to be used for, in my opinion. I think I agree. It's over the top. Look at Patrick Bamford for Leeds against Crystal Palace. He oh, pointed, yeah. That, was, what, what, what was the offside for? His armpit? Yeah, he, no, he pointed where he wanted the ball to go. Right. Yeah. So he's outside the area. He's pointing. Put it in the area for me. With a hand, you cannot use for goals, people. So he's, then he's gone, obviously, scored. And they've done the replay. And going, oh, look, he's pointing his hand offside. As Bamford said, you can't score with your hand. So how can the hand be offside? It's ridiculous. Well, that's a new that's a new rant, though. That's a new rant with the offside rules. That's I thought they were actually getting rid of that. Again, I thought they were actually getting rid of the, the situation with the arms, where it's if it's your foot that's offside, or your leg or your head. They did well, say that is, yeah. Done it. Yeah. But I've looked at, when I saw the, the picture and going, I want the ball there, and that finger. Is the bit that's offside. Yeah, but going off what I saw on the uh, just the still, I only saw a still picture of it. It was measured from, I think it was just over his his shoulder. Yeah, and that's where they, they measured it from. They didn't measure his arm was pointed out, but they didn't measure it from his arm. They measured it from his shoulder. shoulder. His shoulder was like maybe a centimeter offside. <laughs> how, can the, how, how can his shoulder, when you're leaning forward, give you an advantage? It's like, and the reason his shoulder was there was because he actually points you where he wants the ball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Now, so now, players right. we, we, point. Yeah, we could turn this. We could turn this uh, podcast into VAR rant, really. Oh, we? I think everyone rants about VAR, so we're going to move on from it. Right, Donna, you want to go and yes. about the player? I've always said worries more about Instagram than he actually does anything on the pitch, and that is Paul Pogshit, Paul Pogba. You, yeah, honestly, he needs to go. He, Ferguson got rid of him once many moons ago when Ferguson was, in my opinion, the best manager we've ever had. But um, somebody brought him back. I won't mention any names. The worst manager we've ever had. And since then, he has been running amok in that dressing room. He's held it hostage. We pay him way too much for his antics. He seriously oh my god yesterday when we played he he didn't get he wasn't um on the pitch uh, he was a sub and we played so much better we we attacked more we moved forward much better and then as soon as he got on the pitch we kind of held back a little bit he's <laughs> toxic to our team we just need to get rid of him i'm so tired of seeing him as you say just he is more interested in Instagram. Seriously. I'm is so that, over it. Is that not him being himself the way he is? Because he thinks he's the lead man for Man United. And when he's not part of it, he can't be asked. Well, yeah. He thinks mentality. he's Eric Cantona. He thinks he's Eric Cantona. Well, he's yeah, well, just Eric Cantona was around for Instagram. Eric Cantona may have been brash on Instagram, but he would have backed it up on the pitch as well. Well, well Eric yeah. Cantona is now a farmer, <laughs> but... <laughs> You all mentioned Paul Pogba. You all mentioned Paul Pogba. Pogba, Pogba. But it's not just him as well, isn't it? It's Jesse Lingard. Andrew, he's more of we're not going about Man United. We're just going specifically about Paul Pogba know, himself. But, yeah, but what I'm saying is, though, you're saying about Paul Pogba, the way he is on Instagram. So, so it's Jesse Lingard. 
No, no, Andrew, we're not talking about the way he is on Instagram. No. It's about his mentality no. on the pitch. Yeah, but his it, attitude on the pitch is crap. Yeah, that's, that's what we're on about. about. What's the point of but having a player who thinks he's better in the club? No, no, get rid of him. I would. There you go. <laughs> get rid of him tomorrow. That's why. That's why his price has gone down. There, to, there to is nobody million. that is. Well, Andrew Wayne Rooney did this once too, and Ferguson sorted him out straight away. Nobody is better. On, nobody is better than the club. No, but Solskjaer's too soft. He's not a manager for me. He's too soft. United. We got rid of Paul Pogba once because of his attitude. He's not better than anyone else on that who wears that badge. No, but that's that's when Fergie was in charge. Now we're on about Solskjaer. It's too soft. He won't get rid of players like that. Well, so was, sit with him and let him do what he's doing. But so was David Moyes and Mourinho and who was the other one that? Yeah, yeah, he was an idiot. Can't even remember his name. That's like Nixon. Okay, no one can remember him. Yeah, well, the thing is, if you if you want to go into it, into details like that. You can do, uh, but the thing is, it's mainly all about Paul Pogba. Solskjaer hasn't got the ball because I don't think he's doing the man. He is not being the the manager of the whole club. He's just picking the team, doing a bit of training. There's people in the yeah. background. There's people in the yeah. background, same as it is at Newcastle. They've got people in the background doing that yeah. side of things. And when I it comes so. to Paul Pogba, they haven't got the ball. Solskjaer we- probably wants to get rid of him. That's why he probably put him on the bench. But he can't Solskjaer. do anything because it's down people behind him. I don't yeah, think because I think, well, I think Ed Woodward is the problem with all that. We'll go. get to that soon. But back to Pogba, I think the problem with Pogba, I don't think it's, I don't care who you got in charge, man. You could have Fergie in charge, you could have me in charge. You'd probably be top of the league if I was in charge, but, um, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> but the sheer fact is, what really bugs me with Paul Pogba, it shouldn't matter who the manager is and what players he's playing with. He puts that shirt on. He's paid a shitload of money. He yeah, should go is. out there and bleed Man United and give everything through a game. Back in the day with Roy Keane in that, they would <laughs> rip his head off in that um, dressing room. And I don't care what anybody says. He's not in football no more. Oh, football's ruined. Football's a money game now. and That's the problem with the game now, but that can be a rant for another show. Yeah. Right, so we are going to stick with Man United and we're going to finally get to what Andrew was trying to allude to. What is wrong with Man United, top to bottom? We know they beat Everton, but that's that's paper in the cracks. We all know there is a serious problem at Man United. They're meant to be one of the top three biggest clubs in the world. And right now, I'm not being rude, Man United fans. No one fears you, and everyone fancies a chance against you getting points. And I'll that, that is not the way. way. I'll answer that please straight away. Owners, get rid. But that's get not rid. the only problem. That wouldn't be the only problem. No, no it is. It's, no, it's, no, no. I'll disagree with that, Andrew, because Newcastle, no, Newcastle are in a worse position than Man United when it comes to owners. But it's owners is not your problem at Man United. I'm telling you right now, because you've got money, you're spending money. You can get a club. T- you can get yourself into the top three. Newcastle have got potential to be a top, top ten side every single season. But we haven't got an owner who's willing to spend any money. Your owners do. Yes, they take a bit of money. They do. They do oh, hang on a second. They do take money. Don't get me wrong. Every every person who owns a club is allowed to take money. They might take more than you agree with, but they're still putting money back into the club. Whereas Newcastle are getting. Zilch. 
Well, Andrew, I'll let you re um, you know, get back to him, man. What do you think, Andrew? Get your point across. Uh, and like Sam just said, it's not the owners. If it's not the owners, then who the heck is it? I mean, to me, it's owners. I say the owners and Ed Woodward. If, if they've got the money to spend, why didn't we go and get Sancho on the season? They, they're not willing to match the offer. If City went for them, they'd match it. Chelsea would. They would match it if they wanted to play off. If the, the rumours like City want Messi next season, they give them what they want. If you want the best players in match like to Barcelona, Real Madrid, Man City, Chelsea, you're going to get them players. If within depth, we're not making a difference. So you need to go and, I don't care, get ourselves in more depth and get the players in who we want. So we can keep up with the likes of the cities, the Chelsea, the Liverpools. That's what we need. And at the moment, we're getting nowhere. Well, so it's not just one thing, Andrew. Ed Woodward doesn't have football experience on picking the players when he's scouting for them. We need someone to go scout for players who actually knows what they're doing. Other clubs have, what is it, technical uh, managers? Yeah, there we go. So instead of having Ed Woodward, who doesn't know anything about what he's looking for, we need to hire someone who does. So I agree with that. Chelsea's... Well, who would you take then? A lot of people said Edward Edward Vendersar. Take him, my ass. I think he'd be a a brilliant sporting director for Man United. I've got to say, though, I don't think you'll fix it overnight with Edward Woodward. You've got to look at Chelsea... We've got the Iron Lady who does transfers, and she's absolutely brilliant. Brilliant with I can't say her name, so I'm not going to say it. But you know what, what Chelsea have done this that. season, what Chelsea have done this season, they've brought Petr Cech back in, who is more of the footballing side, who knows football. So yeah. Petr Cech is then going out for these transfers and that. He's also checking them out, and then he's going back to Frank Lampard and saying to him, "This is the man we should get, like the goalkeeper. This is what we should get in. This is yeah, go for this person, not that person." And then they go and talk to her, and then she gets the final deal done. And that's because there's footballers working with business people. And you've got to get the footballers to look up <coughs> your team, and then the business people to say, I agree with you, let's get that person in. Yeah. It all comes down well, from a label, doesn't it? You start, the owners end up having, with the money, then you've got the directors, then you've got the scouts, then you've got the manager, then you've got the players. And yeah. if all of them are not sinking... I think about the moment. I think Newcastle, uh, Man United have got four problems with them at the moment. There's four. There's four actual problems out of them five, and that's what I don't think is working for, for Man United at the moment. Yeah, I, mean, I think they've got. I, I agree with you, Simon. I do actually agree with you because when's the last time United had a sporting director at the club? I don't think we ever have, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's, it, 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 like you you try and say it's down to the owners. I said, yeah, it's not. I don't think the owners are the fault at Man United. I think it does. It might fall them a little bit, but you look at the other ones. You look at the scouts. You look at the manager. You look to, to be honest. You've got to really look at the players as well. The players are not playing for you. You're not going to get anywhere. Same with Newcastle. Newcastle are in danger. The only thing we've got going for us at the moment is Steve Bruce, and I don't know how he's doing it. Because the only thing that's working good at Personally, Newcastle at the moment. I don't think he should be your manager. I can't. I still to this day can't understand. Why they didn't back Rafa Benitez? He was building a nice little team. All there. about Everybody the money behind winning. him, and you could have been in the top seven team. Yeah, that was all because he wanted. I think it was about two hundred million to rebuild the club, and Mike Ash has literally just told him to go screw yourself. You're not having it, Gavin. 
Being mm. a Man City fan and obviously from Manchester, unlike most Man United fans who are from London or America, <laughs> what, is, what is your opinion on Man United? What do you think is going wrong there? Because would you say it's slightly the same starting to happen to Man City as well now? They don't look the dominant force. Right. As, as a Mancunian, this, this season's horrible. Yeah, Watching I'd agree teams, with that. Watching both teams playing very, very under-par football is a bit uh, poor, to say the least. Um, United, I think we have hit the, hit the nail on the head. There are problems, and it's not just the owners. And it's not just Edward Woodward. It's the players. It's the manager. It is the entire system in Man United. As soon as Fergie left the building, the system went with him. They didn't stick with the system that they had. And that just went, it went, oh, went AWOL. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as he left the building, even, you know, fair enough, you've won a, a UEFA Cup, you've won an FA Cup, you've. There's <laughs> just, I don't know, there's something lacking there. And like you said, the, the, there's teams at the moment that want to play Man United. Because they're not Man United. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. as, for, as, need as, for, as for Man City, I, I don't either. Yeah. I can say I still think it's the Dave, it's the David Silver jigsaw piece. I don't think it's just David Silver. I think you're talking Vincent Company as well, mate. Yeah. You're, you're in where Chelsea were two years ago, I'll say now. Yeah. 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 We're, at that, we're at that transitional period. Yeah. City, when you heard City were coming to your ground or you were going to. City's ground. It was mm. you're gonna you're you're in for a, you're in for a game and a half. You're gonna get your either you're gonna get asses spanked or you're gonna be have to play your best to even get a result or See, a draw. Now not, there's just no fear. Some clubs are just biased. not fearing you anymore. I don't think. No. I'm not being biased, but I look at Chelsea now and I think we're doing well. Not because of the signings we just made. They have done brilliant Ziak and that lot, but it's also we brought the youth through. What means you know there's that bond of we are Chelsea like. We originally did when we bought the joggers and that, and there was Terry in that who knew how what the club meant. We've started that again, and right now I'm not I'm not being horrible to all of you. Man City, Newcastle, Man United. If we go toe to toe right now, I fancy Chelsea to win. I just think right now Chelsea. Well, as long as it's not Liverpool. No, we've already lost today. I think all of us could agree that as long as it's not Liverpool this season, we don't care. <laughs> well, well, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. He, won't, he doesn't want there's, Spurs. There's two anyway. teams who can't win this league for me. That's Liverpool and Tottenham. If Tottenham <laughs> win the league, COVID was not the worst thing in 2020, 2021. <laughs> Listen, what Chelsea's done and done, done a great job. And it hurts me to say that. I think they're one of the best teams in the Premier League at this moment. Um, I think City will come Flip good that. again. Well, well, a problem. Um, Flip that bit. <laughs> um, I'll zoom that. I say Arsenal. I think <laughs> Arsenal could come good. Um, there's a couple of teams, there's a couple of teams in there who could actually start pushing for the Premier League title. But to really get something started at our club, and I mean they need a clear up from top to bottom. So that starts happening. We're not winning anything for another three. For maybe another seven years, it's disgraceful. And I've joined Newcastle. It, 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 it hurts me to say that, but that's a fact, and that's the truth now. We need to book up because you might end up in like Newcastle and waiting 50 years for a trophy oh, or 55 now, should I say? 
Look, I'm a Chelsea fan. It Chelsea didn't win a trophy last year. We're not used to that. It won't start at the top. It'll start halfway down because no one will go anywhere near Woodward yeah. or the Glazers. It'll, they'll just go, oh, we'll pull the ball, we'll pass the ball, pass the ball. And it'll start with Solskjaer yeah. and it'll go down that way rather than going to the heart of the problem, which yeah. is your top two. Exactly. Oh, yes. That's why the problem is at the moment. As we circle back to Man United, that is one thing we haven't really gone the problem. I, Everyone knows I say it. I call him Unagana Jokester. He is not the right man for a job that big. I still, no. I know, I know they had a complete clusterfuck with Jose Marino and they sacked him. And I've been through that loads of times with Jose. But after Jose, they had to bring someone with just as much experience, but they had to do the clock thing and say, we know we've got to rebuild it. We've got to let the fans understand this as well. <laughs> it's going to take about five years. We've got a few good players like Rashford and that. We've got to keep people when he wants to show up. We've, we bought Slab in the defence. We can't admit this mistake because he's rubbish and we spent too much money on him, but we're going to stick with him. But Man United have, to, even this season, I've got to say now, it's a five-year rebuild like it's too big to do a Liverpool and say, we're going to bring a few of you through. We're going to bring some world-class players and not from world-class clubs because Van Dijk came from, what's it, Southampton? We all knew his class, yeah. but that's the problem sometimes. Everyone thinks yeah. the best players are at the best clubs. They may be the best players, but sometimes they don't mould together. So Man United's defence is weak. Um, I, don't, I, I, don't rate their, I don't really rate the midfield. It's their front three what kicks Man United purring with games. So they've got to look and say, right, we've got a decent keeper. We, we can get a decent defence in front of him. Sort that midfield out. They need a Kante type of player in that midfield just to hold the ball up and just kick everyone about. And they've got the front three. I've always said to be a champion, you have to build a spine. Goalkeeper, centre-back, centre-midfield, striker. You get that, you're, you're, you're on the way for it. And it, it's always shown. Liverpool last season, great spine. Chelsea, when they've won it, great spine. City, when they've won it, great spine. Man United, Great spines, you know. You even Arsenal back in the unbeatable year when they cheated their way to not losing any games. But up yours, many Arsenal fans. I'd still rather win a Champions League and have one season of winning, no, not losing any games. Whoop de do. You've not won any. You've not won a Premier League since. Get over it. That's my rant, anyway. But my point is, Man United. I look at that. There isn't a spine. Chelsea, even though he's thirty-six, we've got a keeper. Quality now. We've got centre-back, 36, one of the best in the Premier League already. Quality. Centre-midfield, you've got people like Kante. Quality. Up front, you've got Werner. There's a spine there. Do I think Chelsea will win the league this year? No. I think we'll miss out just about. But as I said to people, they get another quality centre-back in. Chelsea are probably two years, maybe one season away from being the best team in the league if no one else buys anyone decent. I I disagree with you, Phil, unfortunately. I I think you could win this year. No, um, no, I do. You've, you've, Why got, not? You've, got, you've got your team. You've got your team there now. And the eight He's doing, I, I, I think Phil's doing a Craig. He doesn't want to get his hopes up and get dashed no, at the end. I know because I, I won't get crushed because I've seen Chelsea win everything. Um, you know, some even even Gavin can't say that of Man City has not. Yeah, seen but then I think, you've seen I think you'll see it as a surprise, then, won't you? I you just see it think, as a surprise. It is, we're, we're on a good run now, Chelsea. We haven't played many big teams yet, and. The excitement levels have got to be pulled down a bit. We, we're we new team still. We're a still an inexperienced manager ourselves. And yes, I think we should be top four again and we should be fighting for the FA Cup easily. 
Let me explain what I'm going at. But for the league, Chelsea, Man City, get Aguero back. Man City will be purring, especially with De Bruyne um, in midfield. De Bruyne may have missed a penalty today, but that happens to anybody. But um, <laughs> Man United, I still think, are a quality team with a shit manager. And I think they're getting there. Liverpool will always be in about Leicester's going to be up there. Tottenham's going to be up there. So I'm not going to go for Chelsea yet. I personally hate to say it. Tottenham have got an experienced team with an experienced manager. They did it again against West Brom, 87th minute. We're all thinking, yes, go on, West Brom. They grind out results. They did the Mourinho way of football, and that scares the hell out of me. Yeah, but Phil, come on. If you can, you name your weakness in your team. I don't think there's a better weakness in your team, and I hate, me. I hate saying that about Chelsea. I wish you all was weak. But at this moment in time, you take I can see one weakness from a back to front. You take Silver out, there's a weakness straight away because the other centre-backs are not good enough. He is a leader back there. He can't that's speak much one. English, but he's yeah, but so good at reading one. the game at 36. Yeah, but that's a big thing. Chelsea's problem last year was conceding goals. You take Silver out and that could be happening again. We, we, we're not going to no. go every game winning. We're not going to go every game scoring three to four goals. We didn't, we've done it lately, but my opinion is the games we've got to worry about is the games when we're nil-nil. Can we grind out a one-nil? Chelsea yeah, still haven't proven that yet. And that is a big problem to me. It's no good that Chelsea fans are probably listening and going, what are you talking about, Phil? Take your blue tinted glasses off and just be fans of the game and knowing it's all great when you're winning 4-1, but what can them players do when things ain't going right? And that's not being asked yet. Right. Listen, the way I see it, ended by end of the season, I won't be far wrong from saying this. I can see, it hurts me saying it, at the moment the way things going, I can see Chelsea winning the league. Too early. I can see Man City come second. I can see probably uh, probably Liverpool or Arsenal. And then Spurs, and then I can see United not even getting in the top four, and that's 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 where it's all going at the moment. That's what I think in a way. But I do think Chelsea. Would that be the same Arsenal who's losing? Be, would that be the same Arsenal who's losing right now to Aston Villa? <laughs> yeah. Have you just checked? Yeah. Oh, what score was it? One nil. Sakurai and goal twenty fifth minute, and we're about guys. Look at this. It's like being on BBC Radio. Sixty three minutes in. Mm. Listen, I can still see him finish above United. I can see Chelsea winning the league. It's a fact. I can't I see anyone it, at the moment the way Chelsea playing. I still think you bring Pochettino in. I think you'll be in the top six easily. I think there's a good team there. I just think Solskjaer is a absolute garbage manager, and yeah, he's won a few. He's garbage. won a few I, big I, games this I year. Think he's, I don't think he's got the, the experience to run a big club like Man United. I, don't know. I really don't think he definitely really has. He's he has. He's, he's got more experience than Solskjaer. No, he's talking he's, about Solskjaer. No, I'm on about Solskjaer. Oh, he's on about Solskjaer. All right, I thought. Yeah, Pochettino um, would be brilliant, especially right now. If Man United can't buy for some reason. Pochettino has proved he could put a team together what scared the hell out of everybody. Yeah, but and yeah. I think with Man United, with the players they've already got and a few he could bring in, I think you give him two... You can't do expect it straight away. You give him two to three seasons and we'll all be going, oh, God, we've got to play United at Old Trafford and Dono will be smirking her head off again and <laughs> Paul, Paul will be making his stupid photos all the time because he never makes them United draw or lose, but yeah. he'll be doing a lot more of it then and Andrew will be talking absolute nonsense and me and Gavin will go into hiding. And you just talk shite as usual, Phil, but 
that's just part of being a, being a Chelsea fan. But no, yep. we need that's, that's we need a, we're a big club play about. Anyway, Donna, you've been very, very quiet. Have, is there anything you'd like to add to this? I actually think Gig should come back and be our manager. <laughs> it's not going to happen. He's going to prison. Yeah. Hey, Do you know about no, that, Donna? He's, he's, well, he's been arrested for beating his... Uh, well, allegedly, I'm going to say. Allegedly. Yeah, let's put allegedly his, in um, He's allegedly assaulted his girlfriend. He's got past allegedly things with that as well. Um, it's not looking great for the guy. Um, no, if it's not true, oh, if it's not true, she needs she, she needs the letter of the law done to her as well. Because, but if he has done it, his footballing career days are over as a manager as well. Yeah. Oh. I don't think he's no, see, this, a manager at the moment. You know, he's doing quite this, well with Wales. It was. This saddens me because you know, Giggs was my my man, but um, there's no room for that kind of uh, behavior. So. <laughs> I, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it's good. Argentina all over again. <laughs> well, it's right now, if, if we've got to get a manager in, we've got to get Pochettino in. And for me, and it'd be, I think it'd be an idea with a number two for kicking out his Viking. What about Big Sam? Well, you might as well just ask for Big Sam. something is shit, it would kick your ass. Then that's what we need at the moment. Not got nothing to change with him at the moment. Simon wants to say something. There was some breaking news. Wales have just won the World Cup. Huh? In that. <laughs> oh. Wales have, just beat England, Wales have just beat England 3 0. Oh, congratulations to Wales. Wales. Man, you're English. I know, but I've just been breaking news. Wales have won the World Cup. Oh, I thought you Who's said you won it. Who's going to Wales? Uh, Gary Price and. My name. <laughs> uh, I for, forgot his name. Little Jenkins, back. not Jenkins. Oh. Um, no. Okay, well, breaking news: Russell Wilson just scored a. Uh, well, the Seahawks just scored a touchdown. Donna, breaking news: No one cares about a hand egg. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin, it was jo uh, Johnny Clayton and Gerwin Price. Gerwin Price, Pete Smith. Player. Yeah, just beat Smith and Rob, uh, Rob Cross. Hello, days. everybody, and welcome to the Ramp Football Sports News. We're looking at breaking news when it comes, can't you? We just did your Arsenal. Anyway, has anybody, else got, has anybody got a topic they'd like to bring up quickly before we go? I'm fine. I got my bit I'm out. I'm just, like I say, I just wanted to listen and put anything forward if I heard anything. And if you've been able to listen well, to... I, I, I just got one thing. Oh, God. Um, that result for Crawley. Oh, Crawley Town, my hometown. What a fight. Can I just ask? Can I just ask how... How... It's 2-1. It looks like it was 2-1 up to 83 minutes. And then it goes to three apiece at 90-plus 21 minutes. Yeah, there was... And there's three goals... There was an injury to the Crawley keeper oh, as well. Ah, right. And then there's four minutes. goals in extra time. Because <laughs> they did the same type of election we did. Stolen <laughs> votes. <laughs> Stolen goals. <laughs> and if anybody doesn't understand, I'm actually from Crawley Town. 
Um, I don't take, I actually can't stand the football team to tell you the truth. Um, I'm always against them normally. If they do well, you know, in the FA Cup, well done. But if they ever meet Chelsea in the FA Cup, I hope Chelsea absolutely spank them 12 0, talking one of former mates. <laughs> and just to make Six sure everybody else result. knows, I do not support any team in the MLS. <laughs> Orlando City, who's done amazing oh. this year. Yeah. We're going to win it. I think, unlike Inter Miami. But we won't get into MLS because if I get into a rant about that this season, oh my God, I'll be here all night. I... Um, anyway, guys, I'm going to leave it here and we're going to be gone for a few weeks because yet again, the absolutely clusterfuck of international football was back, what pisses me off. Yet again, like all our clubs won games apart from Newcastle who lost to Southampton. <laughs> but we were all winning games or drawing. Your, your teams are getting back in the room. Oh, let's have more internationals in a COVID season. We'll send our players off and get them injured again. You absolute dickheads. It's a junk. Mm. Fucking junk. And on that point, mm. everybody, you can see what we think about that. And when we're back soon, um, we'll have obviously other people again and we'll hopefully have better rants and different ones. Probably not. I guarantee VAR will show up, though. So, from me and everyone else, see you later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Well, the full-time whistle has blown. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rant Football UK. If you enjoyed it, please go over to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and a nice little comment if you can. Also, check us out on Twitter at RantFootball1. If you'd like to come on with us and have a rant, email us at RantFootball1 at gmail.com. This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network. (laughs) Stop the recording.